And the still Timber Sports Australian Trophy is next weekend, as I mentioned, in Adelaide. And uh, they're going to compete. Well, they compete in four disciplines. So there's the stock saw, the underhand chop, uh, the single buck, and the standing block chop. And joining us now is, uh, well, he's the defending champion, Brad DeLoza. Brad, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Yeah, really well, thanks. Great to have you on the show. Tell us about, firstly, your training regime leading into this. Yeah, so I do a lot of cardio. Slightly different training do I do to a normal woodchopping event because it's just you know one one block, whereas this is more of an endurance event. So, yeah, I do quite a bit of cardio work and um, a bit of Tabata training. How did you get involved in woodchopping? Yeah, I'm probably slightly different to most of the guys. Um, I just got introduced to it through a friend of the family when I was a... Yeah, I was around 16, and um, he just talked me into having a bit of a go and went from there, whereas um, most of the other competitors are sort of second or third generation, you know, so their involvement. So, yeah, it was just a bit of a, yeah, just a bit of a one-off for me. And you obviously loved it when you first started doing it. When did you think, oh, well, I can make a career out of this? Yeah, so I had my first chop in Lithgow, just at a little hotel in Lithgow, um, and I was about 16, yeah, and I won my first event, and then I didn't chop again really for 12 months and went back to the same competition and, and won it again, and then, yeah, sort of went from there. So it was, yeah, after after that second competition, I, you know, went on to a few more of the, you know, the rural shows and, um, yeah, really took a liking to it and then started making some, you know, junior rep teams and, and the rest is history. Brad, you mentioned your training and your cardio. How much of this is... Uh, timing, technique, rather than strength, for example? Yeah, look, I think a lot of it's your timing and technique. You know, it's sort of like, you know, like to simulate it to a golf swing a little bit, you know, so yeah. you have to be the biggest, strongest guy to, you know, hit a golf ball or obviously a cricket ball is, you know, that far. So a lot of it's timing and technique and all about your angles, you know, and just how you place the axe on the wood. Also, your equipment's got a lot to do with it, you know, how you prepare your equipment for, um, for the different timbers that we cut. Mm-hmm. Do you have a coach or is it just learn on the job um yeah you sort of have some i suppose older more experienced guys when you first start out that um that help you you know get underway um it is sort of more of an individual sport though you do you know have some coaching along the way but um yeah predominantly you'd sort of just train by yourself and yeah a lot of video coaching and that sort of thing these days let's face it you're a competitor uh, tell us about the competition and and, and and like the rivalries developed do you try and psych each other out how does that work <laughs> Yeah, you have a little bit of that sort of thing. You have some rivalries with some, you know, some competitors that you compete against, you know, day in, day out. So, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to the competition over here. There's, um, yeah, a couple of young guys from Victoria and, uh, yeah, a few, a few from Queensland also coming along and um, a few New South Welshmen are, are starting to find their feet as well in this competition. So, yeah, it should be a, should be a great competition. I'm sort of... I'm 46 this year, so I'm sort of getting a little bit older, but um, some of the guys in their early 20s, I'm still trying to chase down. So, it's um, yeah, it's really good rivalry out there on the on the stage. And how many competitions would you go in throughout a year? Yeah, so we have two major still timber sports competitions. So this one's what they call the trophy format, which is, as you described there before, the endurance race. We do one, one disc with the stocks or run over, do the underhand, come back, do the single buck, and then finish with the standing block. And then we have the traditional format where we do six disciplines so we do three chopping events and three soaring events and you accumulate points you just do each event individually there um so we do the underhand the standing block the single buck and the stock saw and then we also do the springboard where you just put the two boards in and go up the tree and then we race uh hot saws which are 
like a 250 or 300cc um, either motorbike or snowmobile um, that's customised into a chainsaw and we race them as well. So you accumulate points over them six disciplines wow. and come out on top. Or... Yeah, I'm just, just curious, like, as far as, you know, trying to make a bit of a buck out mm. of it, do you get, like, mm. good sponsors come on board? I mean, uh, you know, you obviously have competed overseas as well. I mean, how well do you go at, you know, trying to make as much of a living as possible out of the sport? Yeah, it is hard. I suppose it's uh, you know a glorified hobby. It's very hard to yeah to make a full time living out of it. You know, so I've been lucky enough you know to have some good sponsors along the way, which has certainly helped me a lot and, and made it very easy. You know, so um, but yeah, it isn't you know it isn't yeah anywhere near as much money as you make out of you know most of the top sports in Australia. And is it more well known overseas rather than here in Australia? Um, look, we're probably probably got the best um, you know woodchoppers and competitors in the world. Uh, we cut a lot harder wood here than what they do in Europe. In the timber sports, we cut um, poplar, which is like a softer wood. But all of our other rural shows, like you know the Sydney Royal Easter Show or you know Goulburn Show, whatever other shows you go to outside of um, there, we cut like a hard eucalypt wood. So um, a, I suppose the Australian accent develop a lot better skills because you you learn how to cut the hard wood. Um, more so than the, the European guys, but um, but look, they've certainly put a lot of training and development in over you know in Europe and um, are coming along really well. They're very competitive in the in, you know in the World Championships, which are usually held somewhere in Europe um, each year. So yeah, I think in the next few years we'll see you know some great results out of them guys over there. Now, Brad, I believe last year's competition there for the Still Australian Trophy was quite controversial. What happened? Yeah, it was a little bit. So I, I actually got the win, which is um, by a disqualification from the other competitor. He beat me by by about a hit and um, got disqualified, which isn't you know, isn't a way I like to win. But um, yeah, what happened there was there's a, a line down the middle of the stage, and um, when you finish on the chainsaw event, you take your glasses and and earmuffs, your protective clothing off, and he um, when he threw his glasses, they come across onto the side of the stage and actually interfered with my run across to the underhand. So the judges deemed that as a, as a disqualification. So that was, yeah, a little bit unlucky for him, but, um, yeah, played into, into my hands, I suppose. How do you take it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, you, as you can imagine, not very well. But, um, yeah, but that's the, the highs and the lows, I suppose, that you go through the, you know, the disappointments of it all. Now, Brad, I, I don't know whether this is a mate of yours or not, but he, he's texting, good morning, guys. Can you please ask Brad if he's been working on his fishing skills ahead of the next wood chopping event? <laughs> George Akarua. Oh, George, yeah. Oh. Yeah, George, you think. So I've got a, yeah, I've got a cousin and some friends who live up there at Karua, and I, um, I try to get up there and go for a bit of a fish with them, but uh, every time I seem to arrive up there, there's, um, there's no fish about, so they always <laughs> tell me the stories, but I'm yet to see it. <laughs> Oh, and, and I guess what sort of evolution would you like to see for timber sports, Brad? You know, you look at some Olympic sports, for instance, and you think, well, how's that an Olympic sport? I mean, how would you like to see the sport evolve? Yeah, look, I'd love to see it as an Olympic sport. You know, that's, um, yeah, something that's sort of been on the horizon, you know, a few times. But, um, yeah, I think hopefully, you know, moving forward as, um, you know, I, I, I would like to see that happen. It's just a little bit... Hard, I suppose, our timber supply, you know, there's been a little bit of an uproar in Victoria lately just with some, you know, some forests and stuff getting locked up and, and finding it hard to get logs for competition down there. So hopefully they can, you know, sort that out. And there's, it's a, like it's a great traditional Australian sport. So hopefully we can see that, you know, the future quite bright for it. Oh, great stuff. Well, Brad, uh, well done and everything you've accomplished in the sport and good luck next week in Glenelg there in Adelaide. And uh, 
yeah, hope you were celebrating another triumph. No worries, guys. Thanks very much for having me.